Hey guys, Jackie here. In this episode, you'll hear an interview we did with my good friend from college and household sister, Rebecca. She talks about a breakup that she went through and her advice for not only surviving, but thriving through a breakup. She talks about some of the things that she struggled with, such as jealousy when the other person moves on faster. Uh, She shares about how God really brought beauty out of what felt like the wreckage of her life after this breakup and she talks about her tips through about getting through a breakup so i really loved this interview it was super helpful helpful for both me and megan so i hope that you enjoy it hey guys welcome back to let's talk about it i'm jackie and i'm megan and Today, we have a very exciting interview. We are interviewing my dear friend, Rebecca, who I met at Franciscan University, and then we ended up becoming household sisters, which was such a blessing, which if you don't know what households are, go listen to my faith journey, because I talk all about it. She was in a sorority. Um, No, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so... I guess we can just dive right in. Rebecca, can you tell us a little about yourself, uh, like what you do and where you're from? Yeah, for sure. Um, so as Jackie said, my name is Rebecca. Um, I grew up in Connecticut in the Northeast there. I went to college in Ohio. That's where I met Jackie. Um, I worked in marketing for a couple of years out in Cincinnati and then moved to Kansas just a few years ago. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the broad overview. Um, I've got four sisters. I have a family that I love, Italian, big Italian family. Um, and yeah, I like to run. I like to read. Uh, I'm a very faithful Catholic, uh, which is one of the reasons that Jackie and I get along so well. We love just sharing the Christian faith. It's beautiful. So that's kind of the general overview. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing So we have you on to talk about surviving and thriving through a breakup, which thriving, interesting concept. Yeah, I don't know how much of that goes on during breakups. Right. Maybe the surviving, but um, so maybe as we kind of get started here, could you just share, obviously, as much as you're comfortable with about your own experience with a breakup? Yeah. Um, so I'll start with kind of the relationship. Cause like we all kind of go through breakups as you're like growing up, if you're in high school or you kind of have those little relationships or things where things don't work out. This was a, a bigger scale, I would say for sure. Um, this is a guy that I had met in college. We were only in college together for about a year and then he left the school. So I kind of went through graduated and then I moved out to Ohio Um, and I kept in sporadic contact through that whole time and kind of around maybe about a year, a little under a year after I had graduated, um, we started writing letters back and forth and talked on the phone a couple of times. And then he finally asked me out and came all the way out and we dated long distance for about a year. It was super like romantic fun just kind of head over heels in love with each other it was the first relationship where I really felt like wow like I'm in love with this person I could really see this going somewhere I could see myself marrying him um and it really was mutual just it felt so beautiful so romantic it felt like everything had fallen into place and then I actually moved to his city we were kind of going through this transition time for both of us um and just about six weeks after I moved, he broke up with me. Mm. So, yeah, at that point, I obviously didn't know very many people. I'd only lived there for six weeks. I didn't really know anyone who wasn't connected to him because everyone that I had met as I had visited and kind of just gotten to know his community was, I mean, these are his friends, his church community, his family. And so it was a little rough going through (laughs) that. I have to say, like, when he first broke up with me, it was just such a shock. And I don't think I 
I even realized at the time how much that affected me. Like you kind of go through, I think it happens in kind of every breakup that's of that scale if you've dated someone for a long time. But I kind of went through like a little depressive episode where it was just like you just kind of struggle to get up. You just are going through the motions throughout the day. I had just started a new job, so I would just go to my job. And I... I ended up getting really involved in my church at that time when volunteering because I just needed stuff to do because everything mm-hmm. that I had done up to that point involved him or his friends or his family. So that's kind of, yeah, the, again, the general overview of what, what happened with the breakup and the early stages of it. So, yeah. I think most of us have gone through some kind of rejection or breakup, um, even if it wasn't to the level of what you went through but what you went through you know was very significant so what were some of the most prevalent things slash thoughts that you really struggled with in the aftermath of your breakup yeah that's a good question um I guess looking back when at the very beginning when he first broke up with me I thought I kind of told myself like this is going to be all about like self-worth it's going to be like you are going to feel really rejected and you're going to feel terrible about yourself and so I was kind of preparing myself for that and actually that's not what happened um I know that does happen in some cases but in my case it was more about I was worried that I was going to look stupid that I was going to look like a fool for moving and then getting broken up with or not anticipating the breakup which, like, I mean, who really anticipates a breakup? Like, you can kind of see it coming, but it's mm. still a, a shock. It's still hurtful no matter what it yeah. happens. Um, yeah, so it was kind of I was worried about my own self-image. Um, I felt very angry, more angry, I think, than I've probably ever felt in my entire life um, in terms of the depth and then the persistence of the anger. I was angry for a really, really long time. I think one of the reasons for that is because it's often easier to be angry than to be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to just be like, well, he did this and I can't believe mm-hmm. this and blah, blah, blah. And like you go out with your girlfriends and you like want to rant to them about everything you did wrong. <laughs> um, but really, like, I think it was almost a defense mechanism for me because it was way easier to be angry than to admit like how sad I was and mm-hmm. to admit how much I was struggling. Um, especially with a lot of people that I didn't know really well. I didn't have a really good support system quite yet. I had obviously some really, really good friends um, from different areas of my life, from college or from living out in Ohio, and they were able to support me as much as they could, but they weren't there with me. Mm. So, um, yeah, so the anger and and the sadness and then um, I think jealousy too was another feeling or thought that was very persistent um that kind of competition like I wanted to date someone before he did Mm -hmm. and um and then I was jealous of him because I felt like I had this perception that like he gets to move on with his life and I don't I'm starting from scratch I'm in a new place and you know he was the one who broke up with me and blah 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 and you can just go on and on and on wrapping yourself up in all of these emotions um so yeah, I think for me, like the most persistent feelings were like that anger and then sadness too. And I think anyone who, who goes through a breakup kind of understands that, or anyone, you know, if you've had a crush or you, you've gone to a dance with someone or whatever, and you have all these memories of being with this person on these happy times, and then you want to look back on them, there's almost a temptation to look back on them with like sadness or to see them as tainted and I feel like that's not always a healthy thing it's like those were good and happy memories at the time but then you have this wave of melancholy that comes over you when you remember them after having gone through an event like a breakup um because that's just kind of how it rolls with a breakup it's like the memories come in waves Mm -hmm. it's not just one linear path upwards out of like the pit of despair from the beginning of your breakup it's you go through usually a really like dark period at the beginning and Mm -hmm. then you kind of start to come out of that and then you go through another dark period and then you start to come out of that again and like things slowly get better 
Um, it just comes in these waves with the memories and the persistence of the feelings that come with those, the sadness, the melancholy, I think is something that I don't know if people ever really talked about just how persistent those were, or maybe I just didn't know because I had never been through such a bad breakup before. Yeah. That's all really, really good. I, one of the first things you mentioned really hit me when you were talking about how you kind of expected some of those initial feelings to be, you know, self-worth, right? Like, and I think that's kind of the perception we get from breakups we see in maybe movies and things. It's that feeling of like, oh, I wasn't good enough or, oh, there's something wrong about me. But that actually it was this feeling of like, I look stupid or people are going to think I was a fool. Um, and I completely relate to that. I know in like one of the like major, <laughs> like biggest breakups in my life, that was like the overwhelming emotion was like, everybody's going to think I'm stupid. Like, how did I not like whatever, know that this was going to happen or, and it's unrealistic. Like no one like right. can anticipate <laughs> that someone's going to break up with them or, or should like, that's not a healthy way to exist in a relationship. But it's this feeling of like, and in a way it is self-worth, you know, I think for me at least it was an insecurity of like, oh, well, I want everybody to think that I am smart and wise and discerning. And then to have this happen, to have someone break up with me and totally blindside me, it kind of goes against that perception I'm trying to put out in the world. And so I think it's really good that you bring that up because a lot of people might feel that they're alone in that emotion or that it's kind of an odd feeling to have. And I think it's more normal than we make it out to be. So I've, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing your own experience because it, it you're right, it was very isolating. It did feel like, am I supposed to feel this way? And right. Like there are no, there's no way that you're supposed to feel like you're going to feel this whole range of emotions because mm -hmm. you couldn't anticipate it. You didn't expect it. So yeah, for sure. Another thing you talked about that I really relate to is that healing is not linear and it's not just one wave of sadness or anger and just how it really does go up and down and really it's more waves than a straight line up and I think that's what surprised me the most of going through a kind of breakup was just how long that pain can last and like the shift between anger and then sadness and then feeling like oh I'm okay I've come up from under the water and then feeling like you get pushed back down and it's it's good to give ourselves grace when we're going through something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. That was something that I definitely struggled with because I wanted to kind of be like, I'm strong and I'm getting through this and can't do right? Um But yeah, you're right. It goes as healing is not linear and it takes so much time and so much work. And like, I would definitely get discouraged and be like, I thought we had gotten over this mm -hmm. and here we are again, back at the same spot. And I feel like I'm telling my friends the same things or talking to them about the same issues. And really, of course, they're happy to listen, first of all. And secondly, yeah, you're completely right. It's nothing to get discouraged about. That's the natural process of healing. And if mm -hmm. it didn't go that way, then it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be true healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to read this quote from a blog post that you sent me a while ago and it I just thought it was so beautiful and it really deeply resonated with me and it still does right now in my life so I'll start with this quote here um, I recently learned something interesting about wildfires Yellowstone's worst fires in living memory in 1988 offered new insight into wildfires Scientists who studied them realized that the minerals from the ashes combined with increased sunlight, unhindered by trees, allowed for the soil to be enriched and new plants to root in the forests. Paradoxically, the forest needs to be burned in order to grow. New species of trees and plants could not have sprung up in the park had Yellowstone not burned prior to when I visited. And similar new growth cannot happen until Yellowstone burns again. A wildfire destructive, but not without purpose, regenerative, but only with time, that's the kind of fire that happened to me. I didn't perceive it at the time. He knew, though. He was doing something new. I see it springeth forth even now. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away, but he taketh away to giveth more, I think. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? 
And that last sentence was uh, Isaiah 43, verse 19. And I love that because over and over in scripture, God shows how he makes something new from the rubble, from the ashes, from the destruction. And I just recently went through a period in my life where I felt like God just totally bulldozed my entire life like friendships things just ended (laughs) and I felt him say to me very clearly I am bulldozing your life right now so I can clear it for what I actually have for you that I have more for you and it is very painful but just trust me like this is what you need this will be good this is good so I just thought I wanted wondered if you could speak into that idea of God making something new from the ashes and how that really played out in your story. Yeah, for sure. So I wrote that um, piece on the wildfires, just kind of looking back on the year that immediately followed the breakup. And it was like looking back from that vantage point, I could see exactly where the Lord was working and I could see where he needed to break me on the inside so that he could heal me. Um, There was so much work that he did in my heart throughout that year. And it really, it only could have happened because of the breakup. I kind of needed to be knocked down a few pegs. I needed to get over my pride. I really needed to just able to beg the Lord for his mercy and for his healing. Um, So I saw from that vantage point just how much he had done. Um, I definitely didn't anticipate how much the Lord would use the breakup for good, but in that year that followed the breakup, I started a daily prayer routine for really the first time in my entire life did I have like a regular prayer routine where I was in conversation with the Lord, where I felt a lot more peaceful and centered because of that. Um, And I just felt like he was working and I could see his hand, which was so beautiful. I also very much learned about just the healing power of confession. So we're Catholic, we go to confession with a priest, um, but with that, the power of forgiveness and that's universal. Something that was also surprising to me was just how long the process of forgiveness took or takes Um, because I kind of wanted it to be like, okay, I have forgiven him. I am over it. Moving on. And that's just not how it works for me. It was very much like I had to get up and every single day choose not to be angry Mm -hmm. and choose to want to forgive this guy that had broken up with me for what he had done, which I didn't anticipate just how difficult that would be, I think, because when you're hurt, you want to just be able to, well, really, you either want to, like, turn your back on the person and just be angry, or you want to have that, like, single, okay, I've forgiven you, and we're done, we're shutting the door on that, and, like, everything is hunky-dory, and that's not how it goes. Jesus says forgive your brother 70 times seven times like Mm -hmm. that is literally in the bible but I had just I thought like okay that means like he's your brother he is gonna cross you like 77 times in your life and you just have to or more than that and you just have to keep forgiving him for every different offense that he commits against you in my experience with forgiveness it's been like I need to forgive this one person for this one thing, the same thing, 77 times over, and more than that. Um, and that was actually really beautiful for me to experience because I think it really gave me a glimpse into the Lord's mercy and just how much he holds us and he stands with us and he forgives us even when we have hurt him so much and we do the same thing over and over or we do one big thing. Um, and he's able to just look at us and say, I forgive you. Keep, keep going. Let's keep going toward heaven. So, so that was really beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, another thing that kind of came out of, yeah, this is God making something new from the rubble of the breakup, from the rubble of this relationship, from the rubble of my life. It felt like at the time, cause I had just moved my whole life, gotten a new job, moved to a new place. 
um, something new that came from that was that I kind of needed, I guess pride had always gotten the better of me. Um, and it still does today, obviously. It's not like, oh, I'm over that now. But mm-hmm. until then, I had never really known true humility. I had never really known mm-hmm. what it was yeah. like to just be on my knees in front of the Lord and say, I have nothing. Do with me what you will. Like, I need your healing. I need your grace. And so, like, it was kind of that, like, idea of, like, so broken things can't really be fixed inside of you sometimes they have to be broken again or broken further in order to be healed properly mm-hmm. like you maybe the idea of if you have a broken bone and it's not set properly you might break it again and set it back in place so for me like pride had always gotten the better of me and so I just felt like okay I'm good like I don't have anything like really big that I need to be healed from and in the aftermath of the breakup um it was kind of through self-reflection and then this like new awareness um, and this new kind of humility, I was able to see very clearly how things in my life that had affected me, sins or unforgiveness um, or different relationships had kind of caused me to cling to this relationship. And I needed to be healed of those things before I could even start to be healed of some of the parts of the breakup. And so the breakup needed to happen so I could see those things mm-hmm. clearly and I could be healed from those things that the Lord could heal me from those things. So it was really beautiful. Um, but it was one of those things where it was like when it was happening, it just felt like a fire. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like God's making something new from this. It just felt like a fire and everything's burning down and Lord, where are you? I can't see you. All I can see is this fire. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I see the fire, but I also see the growth and the beauty and that new life springing up um, like it talks about in I think it's Isaiah we quoted from so yeah that's so beautiful (laughs) everything you're saying um I I love how you're you brought up the the imagery of a doctor having to like re-break a bone in order to set it and have it heal properly Um, And I think that's such an important reminder because a lot of times we would kind of prefer in the moment to not go through that pain, but in the long run, that's not what's healthy for us, right? You know, like if I don't let that bone heal properly, it's going to hurt me for the rest of my life. That's going to stick with me. And so I think it's so, so good that you brought that up that, you know, even though in the moment, you know, when a doctor is re-breaking your bone, even if you know that that's what needs to happen, like, it's not going to be enjoyable. It's going to just be pure pain. You know, there's not really any redeeming factor in that. Um, but the beauty is that you can look back on that and see how important that breaking was for your future healing. So maybe could you just dig into, since there has been time now, what maybe are some specific ways that you saw God in your breakup through your suffering that maybe you didn't see at the time, but looking back, you just can very clearly see how he was at work. Yeah. But yeah, definitely at the time I didn't, (laughs) I didn't see very much of where his hand was. Like I said, it was just kind of felt like everything's on fire, Lord. Like what (laughs) are you doing? Um, Everything is a mess. Why would you bring me here? to the middle of the country where I know no one and then have this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But looking back at, or even at the time, I mean, really like the Lord provided so well. Like I felt like I didn't have friends, I didn't have a good support system. And he gave me um, in, in coworkers, in priests, in just friends who had been acquaintances that I had met just briefly or several times that very quickly became friends. And actually one of my best friends here, the only reason that we became like really close in the first place is because she had gone through a similarly terrible breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I'm so grateful for that friendship, but I don't think it would have been as deep as it is now if we had not had that shared experience. So that's really beautiful. So I can see now looking back that, the Lord's hand was in it all. Um, and I remember very clearly too that it was about like four 
I want to say four to six weeks after the breakup had happened. And I remember walking through the church where I was working and we're Catholic. So we have crucifixes. So Jesus's body actually on hanging on the cross, um, uh, in the center of our church. So we had a crucifix there. And I remember walking through the church and not necessarily praying, but just kind of like crying out to Jesus and being like, Jesus, it hurts. Mm. It hurts. And him looking down from the crucifix at me and saying, I know. Mm. I know. And to be able to unite my suffering with his suffering was so beautiful. Like he has suffered. He had been through the shame mm. and the anger and being betrayed by his friends, you mm. know, like he, he did it. Like our God did this and he knows what it's like. And so just like to be able to cry out to him in the depths of my pain with this raw and real cry that didn't even feel like a prayer, but really was probably one of the most honest prayers that I've ever prayed. And to hear that response, which might've been the first time, I don't, that doesn't like happen to me a lot where I just hear like the voice of the Lord, but like it happened then. And it was just incredible. It was so beautiful. So that was one very clear moment where I just remember that he was there. And then so many moments with different friends that came up or like, I remember saying to him, saying to the Lord one time, like, I just feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. Mm -hmm. And like three minutes later, my roommate came up to me and said, Hey, do you want to go grab a bite to eat? And I was just like, first of all, like I could have done that. Like my roommate was right there, but like the Lord, <laughs> is, he knows me so well that I'm not yep. going to do that. So he literally has her come up to me and ask me for that. And we didn't know each other very well at the time. And like both my roommates were just so, so good. And yeah, so he provided very, very well. And I think I knew that even at the time, but especially looking back, I can just see his hand in all of it, in all of it. I love that story of you looking at the crucifix and hearing Jesus look down and say to you, you know, in your deep suffering, I know. Because Jesus, he truly is, I think, even closest to us when we are in that deep suffering that we can unite to his suffering on the cross. And I remember having a similar experience when I had been rejected by someone that I just felt like I had so much love in my heart for. And I remember saying to Jesus, how can I have all this love for someone? Why are you letting this happen and them not love me back and not like this is so painful to have all this love for someone and them to just totally reject me and just kind of discard me to the side. And he said to me, I know exactly how you feel. I love people every day. I pour myself out on the cross every day for people that reject me, that don't love me. And he's like, and I felt that from you. You've rejected me. You have made me feel the way that you are feeling right now because I love you more than you can even imagine loving someone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, Jesus. <laughs> but it was, he was, he wasn't trying to chastise me or make me feel bad, but just saying like, I know how you feel, like just sit with me. And going back to the idea of the fire, you know, God doesn't let any fires ravage our lives that he cannot refine us in. And I think a lot of times he will allow something to be ripped from our lives or, or uproot us in a way from what we've planted ourselves in so that he can have us become deeply rooted in him because that's the only way we will find true fulfillment or happiness and you know, if we're in a relationship and we're not truly rooted in God and we just keep going along in this relationship, we're going to realize sooner or later that that's not going to make us happy and it actually would hurt the relationship. So like you were saying, sometimes we do need to be healed more deeply before we can enter into a relationship. And some, you know, sometimes God will do that within that relationship, of course. But a lot of times he does rip us out of these things so that we can become deeply rooted in him and more united to him which is the goal of our lives as christians anyway right and you touched on a really good point which is maybe i've like sort of touched on it so far but that like i i didn't have my priorities straight and this fire this breakup whatever everything that went on surrounding it was 
the Lord showing me that, as you said, like true fulfillment is only going to be found in him. And he needed to completely break me, take me out of everything that I had known, out of comfort, out of the relationship, which was the only thing that I had when I moved, essentially, and put me in a totally new place, new job, new people, without these creature comforts that I had in order to show me his love Mm. and to show me the joy and the peace that I could have if I followed him and if I was praying every day and if I was reading scripture and surrounding myself with beautiful friendships um I was living kind of I don't want to say it was a bad life like if you had asked me I would have said yeah like I love my life I've got a good job I have a boyfriend I have all these things that are going on um but like really deep down I didn't feel happy I felt very restless and the Lord took the breakup he took everything the circumstances surrounding that and he was able to use that to show me his love and to transform me give me his peace and so now I very much feel like at peace even if it's not like oh I have all the details figured out of my life obviously I don't symptom of being in your 20s I think but (laughs) for sure yeah like he he did so much um I didn't perceive it at the time but he was doing so much with just my complete fire of a life at the time Mm. yeah I want to loop back to something that you said earlier with like the thoughts that you struggled with after your breakup that really resonated with me and I think a lot of people can relate to. That feeling of jealousy or competition with them of wanting to move on first, like I wanna be in a relationship first, especially if you were the one that was broken up with and to see the one that broke up with you just move on with their lives and get into a new relationship first, it can be very angering and it feels unfair. especially if you feel like they've hurt you in a lot of ways. And I was just wondering if you had any advice for how you worked through that um, for anyone listening that is going through that. Mm, That's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would first say like have compassion for yourself Mm. and like recognize that jealousy is normal. Um, Not good, I would say, but but normal. Mm -hmm. And... Another thing is I would say is like I tend to just kind of want to like push feelings away and be like, nope, we're not thinking about that. You know, and zip it back up, put it away. But really, the only way that I've been able to work through a lot of these feelings, whether that's jealousy or anger uh, or the sadness, is to allow myself to feel them. Mm-hmm. Like allow myself to feel them deeply, and then kind of look at the root of where is that coming from. Okay, so why do I feel jealous? It's because maybe it's my pride like maybe I want to get into a relationship before him because I need to prove that I'm better Hmm. and obviously that's disordered so let's look into that a little bit um another thing is I read this book just under a year after the breakup and it brought a lot of healing and a lot of grace into my life um it put words to a lot of the things that I was feeling or I had struggled to put into words and that book is Be Healed by Dr. Bob Schutz Mm. Um, that book kind of goes through in a systematic way the different roots of your sins of your anger of your jealousy whatever is kind of going on in your life and helps you to work through those to find their root and then root it out of your life and it's a Christian book um like actually a Catholic book but it's it goes through a lot of what I kind of talked about with forgiveness and healing um it was life-changing for me so if you are going through a similar situation and you feel like you could benefit from that I would definitely recommend Be Healed by Dr. Bob Schutz. Yeah something that really helped me as I've struggled with that jealousy of the other person moving on faster is fighting that temptation to compare 
um, which we as women, we do that very naturally with another, other women often, but not comparing our stories or where we are in our lives because God has us each in the state of life for the situation that will sanctify us most. And so maybe for this person, being in a relationship sooner or whatever they're going through is what might be sanctifying them and like God is doing something separate in their lives and in your life what's really most important is not just getting into a relationship if that's not what is going to bring you closer to the Lord to the Lord or sanctify you or if he's saving you for something more like we can't see the whole story but God is doing something and being in a relationship is not what proves that you're worthy or good enough for a relationship with is some which is just something that we also can really struggle with so that's just some of the things that I felt God say to me when struggling with that and um I also want to echo the book by Bob Schutz I'm currently reading it and it is so good yeah yeah and on the comparison thing for sure completely agree I second everything that you said and don't have anything to add but (laughs) I agree I agree yeah yeah I love uh just that you've been so willing to be open about your story. I just want to say that I appreciate that. You know, it's it even when it's been a while or you've had, you know, time and space from a breakup, it's never fun recollecting it. So, I just appreciate that you've been willing to go through it and talk about it and obviously everybody's experience is different, but I definitely think there are a lot of things that we can relate to and when we talk about these things we bring them into the light um and so as you're just kind of looking over your experience and maybe what god has taught you or what you've learned through this what would be some practical tips that you would tell someone listening right now who is going through a breakup or maybe is still processing a breakup that they've been through what kind of tips would you give them The number one thing that I would say, whether it's you're just going through kind of a rejection or you're going through a breakup, someone you've been dating for like five years, um, is to set boundaries and set hard and fast boundaries and to stick to them. So for me, one of the things that I felt like I needed to do was for a time, for a few months after the breakup, I kind of cut myself out of the network of this guy that I had been dating Mm -hmm. so I didn't hang out with his friends I didn't go somewhere if I knew he was going to be there Um, I didn't see his family and it wasn't because I didn't want to Um, in fact I very much wanted to but it was just because for my healing at that time that was what I needed is to just get out of that situation in order to do some of that upfront front work of the healing and then after a time I did end up kind of hanging out with his friends again seeing his family again eventually running into him again but I definitely needed that so that's the number one thing I would recommend is to set boundaries and share those with someone who's close to you maybe your best friend or a trusted mentor just so that person can hold you accountable as well because I think it's really easy to just be like well I said I wouldn't but I'm gonna text him or I said I wouldn't but I'm gonna go yep. this thing where I know he's gonna be and it's just like we don't need to do that never Especially done if you're that adult, like you can figure it out just take a deep breath <laughs> call your call your friend call your mentor who you said was gonna hold you accountable and say hey I really felt like texting him but I didn't I called you so yeah, set boundaries. Um, I would also say to reach out, and I kind of already touched on that, but reach out to trusted friends who you know aren't gonna like go around and gossip about mm. your situation. Um, reach out to a mentor. For me, it was reaching out to a priest if you have a pastor that you trust. Um, I sometimes struggle to share difficult things, especially emotional things, with people. So when I came home. Uh, after the breakup, I actually told myself, like, you can't go to bed tonight until you tell your roommates what happened. And that was scary because I had just moved in with my roommates. Like, we didn't know each other at all. Um, But I told myself, like, you have to tell them tonight because these are people who are literally living with you and they are going to be the ones who can check in on you if you're going through a depressive episode or something horrible is happening. So you need to tell them. So I told myself that I would tell them before I went to bed that night and I did. Um, so yeah, reach out 
in the beginning or reach out as time goes on. Like if you're still dealing with different um, feelings, if you're, if you feel like maybe it's been a while and you still can't get out of a depressive state or you're having really persistent thoughts, um, I would talk to a therapist, try to find like a good Christian therapist. That's not something that I felt was necessary um, at the time. But even looking back, I definitely felt like okay, there were points where I could have benefited from it and I just didn't reach out. So if that's something that you feel like you need to do, yeah, reach out, get help, um, whether it's therapy or just like spiritual advice or spiritual direction from a pastor, from a priest, if you're Catholic, um, if you're Catholic, go to confession if needed. That's the sacrament um, and the graces that come from that are just crazy beautiful. Like I said, that was a big deal in my kind of story of healing but also of forgiveness um so yeah another thing that I would say is to pray it sounds simple and people are going to tell you yeah like oh I'll pray for you blah blah like but pray like I told you that story of Jesus on the crucifix saying Mm -hmm. I know just uniting my suffering with him um there were so many times in those months following where I didn't feel like praying but I would just kind of like sit in the church uh, or I would sit in the chair in my room and just cry out to God in my heart and just ask questions and wonder why all of this was happening and even if I didn't feel like there was a response he was definitely moving and working in my life and I can see his hand now kind of as we talked about so yeah set boundaries um reach out get help if you need it pray And then another thing that I would say is just remember that it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes time to heal. It takes time to forgive. I wanted to just kind of be like, okay, like, how fast can we get through this? Like, how fast can I show everyone that I'm doing great and they don't need to worry about me, breakup, makeup, whatever. Um, But it takes time. Mm -hmm. So give yourself grace. Um, Let yourself feel the feelings. Go through the grief. Um, for me, like it was sometimes like a, a song that was like special to me and this guy that I was dating, like would come on the radio and it might've been like months later and I still felt sad or angry mm-hmm. or like just songs would come up, memories would happen, um, if I would visit like a certain place. Mm-hmm. So I would literally like make myself listen to the songs or make myself go to those places even if I didn't want to just so that I wouldn't be scared of them and so that I could work through that healing over time. So as things came up, I just kind of allowed myself to enter fully into that experience. Um, Yeah, so those those are my really good advice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love that. I know um, I'm very similar and like I just want to kind of bury things down and be like you know what eventually I'll probably have to work through this but we'll do that later and uh, (laughs) I I like how you're saying you know just giving yourself grace remembering it takes time and allowing yourself to be real and feel what you're feeling in that moment so instead of turning the song off be like you know what this hurts but eventually it won't hurt as much. And I think there's a lot of hope in that healing as well, of just knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, even though it isn't linear, you know, there is ups and downs, you're going forward, you know? And um, yeah, I love that you're encouraging, you know, boundaries, you're encouraging support. And something that you mentioned earlier that I also really loved was when you were talking about how one of the friends you made you connected over shared experience the fact that she had went through a really difficult breakup as well and I think that's so important to bring up is that you know maybe you're listening to this podcast episode and and you're not going through a difficult breakup or you haven't really but there's people around you that have so Rebecca what advice would you have for someone who maybe has a friend or knows someone who's going through a really difficult breakup right now? Yeah, I will say I did not know how hard it was going to be. Like when my friends would go through breakups, 
before I experienced my own breakup, I was like, okay, like they're there. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like it's just a boy kind of thing. And then I went through it and I was like, oh my goodness. I am so sorry to everyone who's been through a breakup when I've been friends with you because I did not have the compassion that I do now. Just having been through it, it was way more difficult than I expected. So if you have a friend going through a breakup, I would say the biggest thing is just to be there. Mm-hmm. Don't try to fix it. Listen. Um, one of my friends who had been through a similarly terrible breakup, she lived in Ohio, so we weren't together at the time of the breakup, but she texted me right after she heard, and she said, Rebecca, I know you might not want to talk right now. You don't need to, but if you want to, I'm here. Mm. And that was so beautiful because I did feel a lot of pressure, I think, in the weeks after to talk to people or to share with people. And the reality is, like, you don't need to share with everyone. Right. If people ask and they want to know how you're doing, like, you don't have to tell everyone the whole story. That could be exhausting. Oh, my gosh. Right. And so to hear that from her who had been through something similar that like she was listening and she was there if I needed her Mm. but also that I didn't have to feel any pressure to share the story that was really really beautiful for me um that was exactly what I needed in that moment so yeah listen for sure um if it's been like several months or years um and your friend is still talking about a breakup and still still dealing with maybe difficult parts of the relationship or still hung up on the person, I would definitely encourage that friend to go to therapy or to talk to a trusted mentor. Um, That's something that you can obviously only really say if you're super close with the person, but Mm -hmm. if you see the signs, definitely encourage it. Um, Another thing that I would caution against is, especially like right when someone is going through a breakup, don't say stuff like, okay, you were perfect together, or like, it's obviously meant to be, it's going to happen in time, mm-hmm. um, or even just like, it'll happen in God's time if it's supposed to happen. None of that was super helpful, at least no. for me. It was just like, everyone saying like, oh, you were perfect together. I'm like, well, I know, like, obviously, but <laughs> I was the one who got broken up with, so someone didn't think that. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to get really, like, cynical on them, so it was just like... <laughs> then of course you're picturing yourself with the person again and you're like oh my goodness like it was going to be so good and we were going to get married and we were going to have kids together and we were going to have the perfect wedding and blah 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 like yeah and you just go on and on and on and like that's not healthy that's not helpful for any party involved but I shout out to my friends because when I was going through their breakup obviously like I had mentioned several times I had just moved to this new city And my friends from Ohio texted me once kind of they had all figured out what had happened. I told one of them and she told everybody else there and they texted me and they said that they would pay to fly me out to them so that we could spend a weekend together that following weekend. And it was so beautiful. And I really anticipated that like I was going to spend that entire weekend just like crying in their arms because I, like, didn't have anyone here that I could really talk to about it. But it was, like, just this really fun weekend where we got to spend all this girl time together, and it was exactly what I needed just to be with them and to have Mm -hmm. happy, fun times. Because I think another lie that a lot of people believe is, like, that you need to be in a relationship to be able to, like, have fun or go out and do, like, certain activities with your friends and... Obviously, that's not the case, but I think especially after a breakup, you feel that a little bit more acutely. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just, like, go and have fun, have a blast with my friends. We went kayaking. We swam in the lake. We They took me out to eat, and it was just a blast. It was good old-fashioned fun with friends. So, yeah, um, if your friend is going through a breakup, just be there. Just listen. Don't try to fix it. Really, all she needs or all he needs is time with you and maybe a listening ear so good such good advice yeah I remember just adding a comment to your to people around you making comments that are not helpful (laughs) I remember after after someone rejected me one of his friends said you know after getting to know you I just I can't see why you two wouldn't be together or why (laughs) you wouldn't work out you seem like a good fit and I was like well 
And I was not over this person at the time. I was like, can you let him know that you think that I'm good for him? Because clearly (laughs) he doesn't think so. And I agree. (laughs) But it was just those things where it really gets in your head, those comments, and can build more of an attachment and encourage you to cling instead Mm. of letting go and just surrendering it. So I definitely agree. And also I love how you really recommended that you keep strong boundaries Mm -hmm. because it can be really really difficult if you are in the same friend group and then things end and it is so painful you feel like okay I was rejected by this person not only can I be around them but I I have to take a step back and I have to change my routine I can't hang out with the same group of people anymore and it can be really hard to let go of that but trust me you have to (laughs) It will help your healing in the long run because if you keep going around that same friend group around that person, you're just re-aggravating that wound and you need that time and space. So that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I also just can't reiterate how much it is a process, the healing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our rejection episode, Megan and I talked about how rejection or that deep emotional pain the same parts of the brain react that react to physical pain. And it takes even longer because your heart doesn't just heal and mend the same way a bone does. Mm -hmm. There's no just linear timeline for that. And the parts of your brain that react to that physical, that intense physical pain also react when you're rejected. So it is just, it's good to have grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on and just for your wisdom. Um, I know I, even though a lot of this, I'm like, yes, yes, I learned a lot as well. And so I just thank you so much for your vulnerability, your openness, um, and your just your willingness to share your story. Because I really, I truly do think that it's our stories that really help connect us to one another and bring us into community. So thank you so much for coming on and for sharing everything you shared. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, Rebecca. This can be a really difficult thing to talk about, but it's very important. So let's talk about it. Thank you for listening to this interview with Rebecca, where we talked about surviving and thriving through a breakup. I just wanted to jump in and just I felt it was important enough to add in that not only should you set hard boundaries with the person in in person but you also should unfollow if you need to block on social media which I know personally took me a really long time to do and can take a very long time to let that go but it is so important get off social media or get them off of your social media and if they're dating anyone new you also should just cut that off too trust me Yes. If you have any thoughts or additions, you can send us an email at JackieAndMegan at gmail.com. And be sure to check us out on social media over on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, guys. Bye.